Welcome to the Beachy Moondoom Show, a ministry of Our Lady of Mount Carmel Catholic Church in Newport News, Virginia. Well, this is probably one of those days where we should have started the recording about 20 minutes ago. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> this happens yeah. sometimes. We have the pre-conversation. We do. And it's got a lot of good in it. It does. And then, uh, and then I always think... Dang it! I should have I should have started the recording earlier. Yeah, it's fun because that's the, the, the this was the reason for the recordings to begin with was just to put a, a mic in the in the front of spiritual conversations that were already happening on property. Right. So right. it's 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 always fun to have that that happen. There's the the pre talking and then the actual recording and then the post talking. <laughs> Right. <laughs> and there's fruit in all of it. All for that sure. being said, Tina and I would love to have conversations with anyone listening. For sure. So, uh, you know, if, just reach out and, um, you know, call the parish or whatever. We'd love to have a conversation. That's kind of the point of the podcast, really. For sure. It was not to be uh, talking at people, but or to invite. Or listen to, right. Right. To invite people into that spiritual mm-hmm. conversation. So we, we, we do love having these conversations, whether the mic is on or not. Right. Um, yeah, today we're we're talking about suffering. Mm-hmm. You know, not a very popular topic. Yeah, I'm I'm teaching a class. I don't know if I told you this. I'm teaching a class over at Mount Carmel uh-huh. once a week. It's a it's an elective course for the sixth graders, mm-hmm. and the focus is the saints. And what I what I've at least right now been called to do, I think, in prayer is to speak a lot about the saints and suffering. Mm-hmm. And. And so that's been the focus. We watched a, a movie about St. Therese, mm-hmm. which they all liked, but they said they didn't want another sad movie. Yeah. Because, of course, she dies at the end. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, it's, and then we kind of discussed, was it really sad or was it happy? Because she went to heaven and it's clear right. by her sort of final vision before she dies that that's where she's headed. Um, but that's been the focus is where in her life did she experience suffering mm-hmm. and how did she approach the suffering? Because right now, I think, especially in our day to day, we sort of take on this idea of, uh, you know, suffering. It's not fair. I want something better. Right. I don't deserve this. Right. And so we take on this bitterness mm-hmm. towards suffering. Mm-hmm. And St. Therese didn't have that. Yeah. She just embraced it. Mm-hmm. And she said, the Lord permits it for whatever reason. So I'm going to embrace this suffering, mm-hmm. which is such a different way of looking at it. Don't you think? For sure. For sure. Yeah, and I think it's a difficult um, thing to do when people are in the midst of it, you know. Um, uh, it, it is, a, it, it, it is, it's an interesting place to be, um, you know, it's all around us, and, uh, and I think that people taste suffering probably every day for any number of things, and um, uh, it's a part of life, so it's interesting that, that we have such difficulty with it. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. because it is. Um, there's a there's a famous psychologist, uh, Jordan Peterson, and he he talks about that in one of his books about how suffering is just a reality, mm-hmm. and so uh, whatever path we choose, we're going to face some kind of suffering, right? Because that's part of the human condition. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But we spend so much time trying to avoid it, don't we? Yes. Like any opportunity. I was just telling you a story about my eating a frosty because yeah. I wanted to cheer myself up, right? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. 
you know, having a bad day, I wanted right. the frosty. Right, right. <laughs> so here, let mm-hmm. me alleviate my mm-hmm. suffering. Mm-hmm. Let me take care of myself mm-hmm. because, mm-hmm. and that's not meaning that self-care is a bad thing, but. No. And know. I think that that's um, part of what we're called to do is alleviate the suffering of others and mm-hmm. to um, try to uh, to uh, allow them no suffering, but if they if they are suffering, to alleviate that. And so it's a fine line between, you know, we're going to be suffering, and um, and we do have the means to do away with some suffering. Right. Uh, it is good and holy to alleviate the suffering of another. Uh, and then, you know, uh, it's a fine line between, you know, doing that and then trying to do away completely with suffering in our life, right. you know, where it now has no value to us. And so we're going to avoid it at all costs, right. you know, because I think that, that there is true value and the Lord says that there's value, there's meaning in suffering. He came, he died on the cross, he suffered. So there's meaning in suffering. And um, so while we, we need to be about alleviating it, uh, we also need to at times recognize that there is great meaning in it. And, um, and embrace that, you know, that aspect of it. Right. And I think if we don't, that's where the bitterness starts to come into play. For sure. Because our culture is very focused on get rid of all suffering whatsoever, which is impossible. Mm-hmm. I think that's the point, right? Like mm-hmm. as Catholics, we are called to alleviate suffering wherever we can. For sure. But at the end of the day, there's suffering that's just there and present. For sure. You can... You know, okay, you have a headache, you take Tylenol to feel better. Mm-hmm. Okay. But then maybe you start getting chronic migraines and there's only so much medicine that's helpful out there and you try to do what you can, but you still have to struggle with these migraines. For like, sure. At some point, there's suffering's going to, you know, we have to get up every day and we have to go to work. Right. And sometimes we feel like doing that and sometimes we don't. There's right. suffering. You can't really avoid that. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think the idea that we could somehow get rid of all suffering whatsoever is just not possible. Right. And I think that the difficulty is, is that people, uh, you know, as people, we can view suffering as something that's taking our peace. Mm -hmm. So when Mm -hmm. we're suffering, we become very internal. Uh, We can withdraw, be very self-focused because the, the, wherever the pain is, whether it's, uh, internal pain, um, with, um, a spiritual problem, a heart, you know, heart problem being, uh, not, you know, an actual heart problem, which you could have, but, um, uh, just, uh, heartbreak of, of some sort. So, so we don't, um, we we view these things as taking our peace away. Mm -hmm. And, um, and that I think is an aspect of it that we don't like. So, uh, if I'm suffering, that means I don't have peace, but I think that the two can in some way go hand in hand. Um, if we are able to, um, uh, accept it, as a gift from the Lord. And, you know, I don't say that saying that that's an easy thing to do because it's, it's not. But I think if we're, again, this is, uh, in, in the book, I think Jacques Philippe has spoken numerous times on faithfulness. And mm-hmm. if we're faithful to um, trying to receive the gifts and uh, look to the Lord with trust and confidence, when we're faithful in doing that, um, he shows how he is faith, you know, that he is faithful. He is somebody that we can trust. And so, uh, and he graces us in that and he restores our peace. Um, unless we've, uh, walked that way, we just see suffering as suffering. Right. 
Right. And and it's not that it, suffering is a gift in the sense that the Lord is some sort of divine torturer that's excited for to make sure. you suffer. Good point. Good, um, for sure. Saint Saint Therese at the end of her life said everything is grace and Augustine mm-hmm. said, you know, something similar. Mhm. And I think that concept is is that every moment is a gift of God mm-hmm. because he makes good come from that. For sure, for right? sure. And so suffering was never God's intent for humanity. Right, but but, but because it happens, he does give us grace. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. And by his cross, we see yeah. that it now has value yes. because Christ has given mm-hmm. it value. Mm-hmm. And so it is a gift, but yeah. not not in the same sense that you think of like a Christmas for gift. For sure. <laughs> right? Um, nobody wants to open a Christmas gift and have suffering in their, in their package. <laughs> and yet, I mean, I've heard countless stories of people who have said if it weren't for the suffering they experienced, they would never have had the relationship with God that they have. Right. Yeah. You know, it's always interesting to me um, that, uh, you know, and I've reflected on this uh, at, at particular times in my life where suffering is where I meet God. Suffering is where I'm in union with God. I couldn't be more close to God than when I suffer. In the good times, I sort of skip up the road, and maybe I thought of him today at morning prayer. Maybe I thought of him in the evening prayer. Um, but only when only when I am suffering do I cry out from the depths of my soul and mm-hmm. really try to find God. Right. Really try to... Uh, bring him uh, into my suffering. And, and honestly, he's already there. You know, we, we just need to make ourselves available to him who is already present. But I think that it, suffering is interesting. It is the place of union. Um, and I think that we do cry out and call and uh, from a different part of our heart uh, than if we're just joyous or thankful or whatever the case may be. Absolutely. And and I think too, um, you know, suffering unites us to others as well. For sure, right? Because when we when we suffer, we can have more compassion for others mm-hmm. who suffer. For sure. And uh, and so that's that's a, a beautiful grace that comes out of it as well. Mm-hmm. It's almost like suffering is a wake up call. Yeah. If if we kind of go through life and everything's perfect and we never face any kind of troubles, then then maybe we don't wake up. Yeah. To the reality of God, to the mm-hmm. reality of the other, mm-hmm. and we become very closed in on ourselves. And and I don't know at the you know, I don't want that. Ultimately, no, I don't want that. I think sure. I want that sometimes. For right. Sure. Sometimes I think I want it to be all about me. Yeah. But when it is, I'm not very happy. <laughs> right. And I'm restless. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and I know something's wrong. Mm-hmm. And it's something about the suffering that w- that wakes me up to the mm-hmm. reality that there's God, that there's others. For sure. And, uh, and there's joy in that. And, yeah, there is definitely. You know, and there's countless times, right, the saints have have talked about this, mm-hmm, have, mm-hmm. have mentioned, you know, St. Therese, I love this line from her, God does not permit unnecessary suffering. Mm-hmm. So he knows what we can handle. For sure. He knows what's enough to wake us up mm-hmm. and bring us into union with him and with others. Uh, and... And he protects us from all the rest. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. There's just this great trust that the saints carry with them about, 
about God and about what he's doing. For sure. And I think, yeah, and I think that any kind of suffering we go through, um, you know, it is a, it is a great time to contemplate, um, you know, maybe some of the, the wounds of Christ or the sorrows of Mary and, um, and actually put to, um, put to those wounds, uh, what it, you know, what it might've felt like or what kind of, of, of pain our Lord went through and unite, you know, our suffering with that, um, uh, for, you know, for our own soul, um, in reparation for our own, uh, sinfulness and, uh, and for those of, uh, the people around us, you know, I think if we intentionally do those things, uh, the Lord receives that, uh, as a gift. Um, and, uh, he offers blessings for that. Yeah, absolutely. The movie Wally is coming to mind. Have you seen that one? What's it about? About the little robot. It's a Pixar movie. Oh no, no, <laughs> no. So this is coming to mind. <laughs> I would have seen the robot and said no. I don't think so. <laughs> not not because it's a robot. It just didn't appeal to me. Sure, sure. So it's this story about a, a little robot that cleans up trash because Earth is so like consumerism has driven everyone yeah. away from Earth, mm-hmm. and uh, and they live on this. They're all incredibly overweight people that go around on these um, levitation pods uh-huh. and they drink and eat whatever they want and they have screens in front of their face all the time. Oh, mercy. So they don't... They wow, don't... it sounds like a... <laughs> it's supposed to be a commentary on, yeah. you know, today. Okay. And they, they're on this spaceship and they've been going for hundreds of years. They don't even remember the reason they're on this spaceship. Mm-hmm. But everything's... There's no suffering, mm-hmm. right? Everything's... They're content. They've got everything they need. They barely notice one another. Well, this, this robot ends up coming onto the ship and he ends up messing everything up because he's not programmed to think like everything else on that ship. Yeah. And so people are falling out of their pods and they're actually <laughs> noticing each other, right? So they like slip out oh, of the pod. Oh, hey, this is uh, yeah. quite the movie. Oh, yeah. And they notice each other. And then the, exciting. the captain of the ship starts to like recognize that something is off and why have they been traveling all this time and mm-hmm. never going back to Earth? And so they're all waking up yeah. amidst like mm-hmm. this turmoil mm-hmm. that, that comes into play. And it's a very funny movie and it's mm-hmm. a sweet movie. And a, yeah. you know, but the overall commentary of the movie is, is about uh-huh. kind of, you know, the reality of what level of comfort takes us away from recognizing the other and Jesus. For sure. And, you know, it only, uh, albeit he was a robot, but it only takes one person to disrupt the apple cart. Right. You just need one person who's doing something different. And so if I think of the spiritual life, you need only one person who's woken up, uh, who is acting in a different fashion, uh, causing people, if you will, to fall out of their pods and to uh, begin to notice each other to actually make a change. So you only need one. Yeah. And and it kind of goes back to what you were saying about mm-hmm. the person who... Uh, offers their suffering up, yeah. right, for others, for mm-hmm. God, mm-hmm. seeks union with him, mm-hmm. that can really, like, when you meet someone who's suffering and they're joyful, yeah, and they're trusting in the Lord, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they're out there suffering amidst people, right? It's it's always a wake up call to me, right? And I think that one of the the sufferings that kind of goes unnoticed on a regular basis is um, internal martyrdom. Mm. You know, the person next to you who is uh, suffering a great uh, martyrdom uh, in their. Uh, desire to um, to follow the Lord, to go against the grain of society, uh, even while everybody's asleep on their own pods, you know, mm-hmm. and um, 
And I think that the exterior of the person could be quite joyful and um, and engaged, um, uh, but yet they could be suffering a, an incredible martyrdom. Sure. Sure, just through rejection of absolutely, what the world offers, absolutely, mm-hmm. right? So it's, I mean, it's really the the call of the lay person to be in the world, but not of the world, for right? sure. To be going about your day, doing your job to the best of your ability, glorifying uh-huh. God in it, but never to the point of that becoming your identity, vocation yeah. and identity mm-hmm. in the same sense. I mean, vocation as in that's what I'm, that's my career right now, right. But never being, yeah, your identity. Mm-hmm. Your identity is actually as a son or daughter of God. Which is so hard to do um, when you think about um, all of the different things that are on TV, uh, the movies that are out, um, the ability to um, download a whole series of things and binge watch those. Um, uh, and then, you know, billboards and uh clothing and uh, food and uh, amusements. I mean, you, you name it, we are inundated all day long and to not, uh, to be in the world and to uh, not be transformed in some way by that uh, in imitation of it, or even in uh, just our minds being shaped around it is so difficult to do, mm-hmm. to be in the world, uh, but not of the world. And um, uh, to, to, wake up and try to break out of that is, is just, is a difficult thing. It, it is a great suffering, but I would say a suffering that brings one peace. Yes. Not yeah. a suffering that brings uh, a discontent. You know, it is a, is a well worthwhile uh, suffering. And I think in, in some ways it defies logic. Mm-hmm. Not, not in the sense that it's not reasonable because right? the more we contemplate our Lord and his, mm-hmm crucifixion, we see that that these ideas are reasonable. But um, Jacques Philippe says, it is true that many things we we would not act as God would act. Right. So if we were in the position, we mm-hmm. wouldn't have chosen to, to send our only son to death on the cross. For sure. And yet the wisdom in that, the wisdom in the, in the sure. folly of the cross. So there is a, there is a step in trust, mm-hmm. I think, in all of this, that mm-hmm. when we reject the world and we have this internal suffering because of it, mm-hmm. well, what about that guy? He seems to be happy and he gets all those things and yeah. I don't because yeah. I've chosen the path of God, mm-hmm. which is suffering. Or maybe it's just a, a blatant suffering, a health problem or a mental anguish sure. or something sure. that, that is just there and present and you're doing what you can, going to therapy, getting medicine, but it's still there. Mm-hmm. To be that person that says, I trust that God knows what he's doing, even if I don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. That's the game changer. Mm-hmm. And I think too, in, in acknowledging that I have a vulnerability, Mm-hmm. By the very fact that I am human, I am not invincible. I am, I am vulnerable, and I think that's difficult, especially for uh, people uh, who who are more affluent, maybe healthy, um, and whatever, to uh, accept the fact that you know what I have a vulnerability, and um, and if I'm healthy now, um, uh, I will be aging as we go along, and. Uh, and so even the fact that I get older is a vulnerability um, uh, every day. And so I think that's also a difficulty uh, for many 
is uh, just recognizing I have a vulnerability and the Lord does not. <laughs> yeah. And so, and if we even think of in terms of ourselves, if, you, if you've got children, uh, you know, we often look, and we talked about this before uh, the, the podcast, if you look to that child, you think, you know, as, a, as an adult uh, who has come this far in life, don't do that. And if, if the child would just listen... They would save themselves an immensely. They don't have any idea why you would save the things that you do. Um, and so many times they lack the trust and they think, you know what, I think I might reach out and touch that hot stove just to see what dad's talking about. Right. And, um, but I think, you know, our Heavenly Father does that same thing. You know, if you would just trust me, I have all wisdom, incomprehensible to you. That's just a fact. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. are vulnerable. I've sent my son to save you, and now um, trust trust in me and trust what I have to say. And here's the thing. We don't always get it right, but we can return. Every time we can say, oops, I got it wrong, but I, I, I have learned something from mm-hmm. that, and, uh, and I pick myself up and I move back toward the Lord. I don't, um, I don't throw my hands up in despair. Yeah, yeah. And we can t- take great solace in the fact that God has made himself one who suffered yeah. and died for us, right? Mm-hmm. He became man in this vulnerable state. Yeah. Like entered into our vulnerability. This is true. Yes. Was, you know, crucified, died, buried, and rose again. Mm-hmm. And and we can take solace in the fact that he knows what we're experiencing. Right. For sure. And he desires to redeem it. For sure. Because he himself has done it, right? Who, yeah. Who looks to a leader? Absolutely. And n- no one's going to follow a leader who's not willing to do it themselves, right? Yeah. Like someone tells you to go do this, that, or the mm-hmm. other thing, go mop that floor. But if mm-hmm. that person's not willing to also get a mop and do the floor, yeah. then why do you want to follow them? Yeah. They may not have the time or they may mm-hmm. not be able to because they're trying to do other things. Mm-hmm. But if you know in your heart that that leader's not willing to do it, mm-hmm. then you don't want to do it. Right. Right. There's something to that. And God has said, I'm willing. Mm-hmm. I'm willing mm-hmm. to be there mm-hmm. and to be in the mess mm-hmm. and to redeem. For sure. You know, and he and he proves himself uh, bigger, uh, greater, and... Um, than evil itself, uh, which is a mystery. You know, uh, evil cannot prevail. Uh, there's just no way. Right. So let us have hope in Jesus Christ and trust. Trust that whatever mm-hmm. suffering we experience today and every day, that he will make good things come from that. For sure. And there's so much peace that comes from embracing that. Mm-hmm. Until next time, Our Lady of Mount Carmel. Pray for us. Thanks again for tuning in. We would love for you to join the conversation that we started by sending us an email at vichimundum1633 at gmail.com or by connecting with us on Facebook and or Instagram. And while we love doing these podcasts, we really love hearing from and starting relationships with you even more. I also want to extend an invitation to you that if you like these shows and would like to see more produced by our parish, please feel free to support what we're doing. You can go to Our Lady of Mount Carmel's website and give online by designating your donation to Vichy Mundum. Monthly gifts are especially helpful. Finally, as a reminder, the views and opinions expressed on this show are those of the presenters alone, and they do not necessarily reflect the views of Our Lady of Mount Carmel Church or the Catholic Diocese of Richmond. God bless you. We look forward to talking with you soon.